0: Allow me to reintroduce myself Now tuned into the greatest What's up everyone and welcome to another episode of the Supreme Decisions Legal Minute Podcast And this is your boy Supreme Decisions And today I want to call this the quarantine edition Because, yeah, the coronavirus has got everybody kind of locked down or confined to singular places for the most part so I know most of what we're listening to is not going to be done in your cards or whatever but I hope you enjoy today because today I am going to actually talk about unearned titles now this came to me because I was sitting down and I was watching a boxing match and at some point during the match I looked at how one guy was knocked down, and the announcer spoke about how he had that champion's medal, and I thought about that. He ended up losing the fight, but at the end of the day, when he lost, he didn't make any excuses. He stated the better man had won, but he also spoke about regaining the title. This guy had also tied Muhammad Ali for the most heavyweight defenses. And for one of the things that I enjoyed about it was the fact that when he spoke about Muhammad Ali and what made Muhammad Ali the greatest, it got me to thinking about what made any champion great. And you often hear the term in boxing of paper champions. One that comes to mind is Berman Stavern. Another one is John Ruiz. These were guys that won the belt, never defended it. And then that takes me back to my childhood because a lot of people, it's actually might date myself a little bit. But when I grew up, I grew up watching, um, I believe it was um, WCW. It might not be in it back then, but it is what it is. But one of the guys I looked up to wasn't the local guy, Hulk Hogan. It was actually the nature boy, Ric Flair. And one of the things that Ric Flair talked about, it wasn't just the Rolex wearing, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding. It wasn't that. He talked about in order to be the man, you have to beat the man. And he often asked whenever he would lose the titles Can you walk that aisle one more time? Because it's easy to be the predator. It's difficult to be the prey. Things look different when you are the prey. And oftentimes, many people that listen to my podcast, I talk about how the everyday citizen... Is the prey Often talk about how When the citizen becomes the predator How those that have preyed upon them Then respond Or often react Because they're put into a position Where they're being challenged And they're not used to that And when you look at how a champion wants their challenge, when you look at how their reaction is, because again, when we talked about Ruiz, he actually knocked Joshua down four times. And in my view, Joshua quit. That also said, you know what, Joshua's not made of what champions are made of. But then Joshua did something. That not only surprised me, but it showed his maturity. It showed his champions' medal. Because Joshua went back, and not only did he do something that nobody thought he could do, which was outbox Ruiz. Joshua didn't worry about getting a knockout, Joshua didn't go out and worry about pleasing the fans. Joshua went out and did what a champion does And that's get the win And then I look down at the things that I'm doing with my channel I look down and I look at the things that I'm doing with this podcast And I like to think that I'm Emmanuel Stewart when it comes to this Because Emmanuel Stewart did nothing short of just build champions He showed guys how to have longevity in the sport and he showed them to not worry about the outside distractions. He taught people to not be the prey but to remain the predator even when you have a championship belt because you have guys like Adonis Stevenson that was trained by Emanuel Stewart that nobody even really believed was a champion but he defended the title four times yes he won a title against Chad Dawson and he defended it multiple times he had earned the title of champion when you look at Anthony Joshua whenever he lost he came back and he won the belt he was able to walk that out one more time because winning the belt didn't make him a champion defending the belt did and even when you lost he didn't make a bunch of excuses he went back and he regained what he thought was his and he performed as a champion does that is the pedigree that I'm trying to distribute to you that's the one thing I'm trying to give to you that is the thing that I'm offering day in and day out the ability to see what's most important stay focused on it and then become the prey because many of you heard me a lot talk about whenever i first started and i started fighting back i actually started you know what i'm filing this paperwork i'm filing that paperwork how everyone could get it because i was definitely the can man I was going after everybody because everyone can get it. And that's because I stayed in the predator mindset. I never became the prey mentally. Now, am I going to say there was no efforts of retaliation, no efforts to stop me, no tactics to kind of deter my, my focus? No, I'd be lying to say that. Because that's the one thing that most champions want. They want some pushback. They want to see how good they are. And when you're looking at the fact that even Vision spoke about, and you hear me speaking about this often, because I want you to understand the importance of minute details when it comes to certain things that are in your surroundings. And that's the simple fact that even in doing so, even in going out and being part of something greater, you have to understand it takes a singular mindset. It takes a singular focus and it takes a dogged determination and an ability to to not be deterred because a champion wants opposition because even as you get better at it, the greater you become at doing this, the greater fighter you become, the greater the challenges because your own strength invites challenge. So, when you're looking at some of the things that are in your life, because one thing that even God promised you, God promised you challenges. He promised you that. Because you can't keep doing the same thing, looking at it, not knowing whether it's right or wrong, and then not stepping out in faith, not believing what it is that you're seeing, not exercising the things that you know will make you better because it pushes you to become something greater. It makes you wonder if you can walk that aisle one more time. And when doing so, not only does it question your mentality, it questions your opponent. Whenever you decide to fight back. Your opponent has to question how strong they are. I want you to ponder that. Because this is going to be our first break. And as you know, we're going to have one more. But the whole mindset is building that of a champion. Because what I'm running into more often than not. Is that a lot of people are looking to not fight. They're not going to court. They're expecting. I'm going to say this. They're expecting to be treated like a champion. And they haven't fought or won anything. You're expecting championship treatment. When you haven't gotten into the ring. What you have to do Is be willing to fight Because just like I tell you Constantly Day in Day out That That citation That indictment That anything Is your Contract To fight Because I want you to think about something What happened to fighters that don't show up They don't get paid Then they get labeled as a coward for not showing up to fight. Because we have an adversarial system. And this is a gladiator sport. Because it's not for the faint of heart. Even watching it. A lot of times when you're listening to me. Some people marvel because I can rattle off a lot of things. I've even learned to focus my anger because I'll watch something and I have to turn it off because I still get angry whenever I see certain levels of injustice when I see poor behavior coming from someone that swore to be better than what they're showing those are the things that kind of drive me and I'll often tell people I got a low tolerance for stupid I have a very low tolerance for stupid And. I'm too fat to run and too stupid to be afraid. And these are things that I learned. And I constantly talk about the nature of the beast. The nature of the beast, the nature of the beast, the nature of the beast. But not becoming that beast. I didn't allow that beast to become who I was, but I had no problem becoming a beast. Do you have a problem? earning earning the title of a champion because once you become a champion a lot of people that call themselves better don't want to face you because they don't know how good they are themselves they know they're inferior to you because they don't want to see you anymore than you want to see them While you're welcome the challenge, you'd rather not have it. They welcome the revenue. They just don't want you to fight back. That's why they employ tactics that have nothing to do with law. That's why they're expecting respect without giving it. That's why they're calling stupid shit just because they have on a badge and a uniform a lawful order. When in fact it's a 4th Amendment violation. If there is no crime. Previously articulated. And. They want you to believe. They're in control. When in fact they're servants. Until there's a crime. They have no authority. No. Power. Other than servitude. Until there is a crime. And they actually have. A complaining witness. An injured party. Or something of that nature. Because I was told as a youngster. Respect is not given. It's earned. I can't give you a title you haven't earned. I can't speak about behavior you haven't earned. I can't do these things that you're looking for. Simply because you want them. You have to get down on your mouthpiece And be willing to, You know what I'm going I'm to give you a Tupac reference Because in Juice Which is actually one of my favorite movies Don't watch it very often But you know Because you got to take it Take it in, take it in uh, What do you call that Little strides you can't, you can't get a whole lot of juice at one time Get your little stomach hurt But in Juice Tupac Turned around And he said You got to stand up Be willing to throw down And even die for that shit You hear a lot of these young people Talking about oh you disrespecting me Because they want respect they haven't earned Because I have a lot of people tell me Well I'm not scared of your big ass Well apparently you are because you're speaking about it Because vision allows you to see that I'm big I had no, I, I really don't want you scared because a scared person to hurt me. I want you confident. Whenever I was sitting up there suing these police officers, like I said, all, all but two shook my hand because it wasn't like they were afraid, but they didn't know how powerful I was. They damn sure didn't know how powerless they were. But they understood that I was ready for this fight. I wanted this fight. I wanted them to leave me alone. Because that's what I was fighting for. To be left alone. Because I want my name to ring bells. Because it is an all bad situation. Because I don't give a shit what what it's for. With fighting That's my contract I'm showing up I don't miss court dates I don't miss fights I go out I bite down on my mouthpiece I look you dead in your eye And say May the best man win And the problem is I don't think anyone can beat me Cause even in the Rico case I even told my brother The only way they can beat me Is if they steal it from me And I don't think they can do it I didn't even think they could steal it from me. But as usual, did I did I have any doubts? Absolutely. I had a lot of doubts. I had a lot of moments of questioning myself. But it's not unlike any other championship fight. I had a worthy adversary. They hit me in the face with a great shot. They won the round. They had me staggered. But I persevered I continued forward I looked at what was in front of me And I continued to fight Because that's all I had Because until you look at Something being greater In your loss Than being greater than your gain You're not going to fight Because that's why 95% of people Don't fight Because Their loss of a couple hundred bucks Their loss of a couple hours of their time That's not that That great That's cool I I can live with that But when it comes to the loss Of your liberty And Let's say it's two years I ain't do nothing But I'm scared So I'm going to go ahead and sit down for two years But here's the here's the long part of it Now When you go out To get an apartment You're a criminal When you go out to get a new car You're a criminal When you go out to get a job To work for someone else You're a criminal When you start doing your own thing You're a criminal Your loss continues. While it might have seemed. Temporary. And I'm going to talk about that again later. Looking for permanent solutions. To temporary issues. Because. Not understanding that it's a temporary issue. Becomes a dangerous issue. It becomes a mean of not champion thinking because a champion doesn't think about just the fight that's in front of him a champion thinks about every fight beyond his first one because every action has an equal and opposite reaction are you prepared for the consequences of your actions of fighting back Are you prepared for the consequences of looking the devil in his face? Are you prepared to stand up and know? Are you prepared to stand up and earn the right to be left alone? Are you prepared to stand up and fight for what you know is right because I always reference these stupid ass things and one of them I'm gonna I'm give you give you an old song it said if you're scared go to church because even the church doesn't have truth in it you're looking for truth you're looking for justice you have to get in your mind what your level of justice is because you know it's not in the courtroom because no one cares about the truth. No one cares about your side. You understand that our justice system is a revenue generation for-profit business. I often referred to it as a snake. You know it's a snake. You know they're lying. You know what they're doing is corrupt. What are you managing your expectations for? Now, I'm going to take a quick break, actually this time, and then I'll be back with a little bit more for you. What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Well, I was talking about the unearned titles, and when I'm thinking about this, I think about a lot of things that go along with this, because one of the things that actually kind of kind of gets in my crawl is i walk around and i hear these young cats oh king this queen that and blah 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 well the funniest thing about that is the fact that you also hear oh boss bitch and boss that and boss this well i'm going to give you a perspective in this perspective I'm gonna give you a couple examples one of those examples is for me as you love to hear me say the easy because one of my favorite quotes is the fact that everyone wants to be a boss until it's time to do boss shit now just to give you an idea, back in the day, I ran a ADT security um, subsidiary, subsidy, subsidiary, and we had over a hundred agents. Well, the thing was, the point in the job where you have the end in mind because as a boss I not only have to look at production of the employees but I also have to look at the overhead of the management. I have to make the business profitable and I have to do that as a whole. Now in the midst of that there are certain things that have to be done and one of my favorite parts of the job was actually firing people. My first day within the first 10 minutes of me being a boss with over 100 people that I was supervising, I immediately began firing people that I felt did not work with my plan to be effective. I fired that day more than 30 people. Now, the one thing that made that such a horrific event was the fact that I I was cold I was callous I was really it was there was no emotion in it for me because I didn't care about their feelings I cared about my mission I cared about the benefit that I'm supposed to have for the entire group so their feelings and the appearance factored into nothing that I did But then when we flipped it around, for the next 90 days, we had some of the highest producing sales in the Tyco organization. We went from being a mediocre company to one of the top companies or subsidiaries for Tyco in a matter of 90 days with less people because it was time to do boss shit. When I talk about the things of being king one of my favorite quotes is everybody wants to be king until it's time to do king shit another one of those quotes I like is the fact that sometimes A king has to show a peasant why he's king. And those are the things that make champions. Because being a king, when it's easy, everybody can do that. Everybody can run around and give themselves a title of king. But when it's time to come and do king shit, that's where the separation is. That's where the difference is. That's why everybody that was walking around wasn't a king. That's why every woman with a vagina was not a queen and still isn't because those titles were earned. There had to be some type of sacrifice that was done for that position to be open. There had to be some type of battle that took place for that king or that queen to take the crown and notice I said not given they t- they took the crown because it had to be earned and that's why you say the reason why I can't say in the given because respect isn't given it's earned the crown isn't given it's earned the titles should not be given they're earned because I'm going to give you a couple of examples Because, Miss Betty Shabazz, Malcolm was a king. You can't replace a king. You can't put a jester on the throne and call him king. Vanessa Bryant will never find another Kobe. Because Kobe was king. And you'll never replace a king. Coretta Scott could not put someone else in front of the doctor. Because you can't replace the king. Giving someone a title does not make it so. That's not a fake it till you make it. You either are or you aren't. And everybody isn't. That's why I understand the mentality. The war is for the mind. Which is why 90% of the tactics that are used are not physical. They're mental. I was told when I played football and basketball, the game isn't physical. It's 80%. Mental. And if the majority of what you're doing is the fighting of the mind, you have to condition your mindset to be greater than what it is right now. Because when you're a champion and you get knocked to the floor, are you going to stay there on the floor because it's easier? Or are you going to get up? Are you going to bite down on your mouthpiece and fight back? Because I've given you guys story after story after story after story where at one point I had very little control of my anger. I had very little self-control of my emotions. And the thing about it was it wasn't a matter of controlling it. It was directing it. Because I look at a lot of these people and most of our focus is external. Because we'll look at something or we'll hear something or something will happen to us and instead of getting mad at the person or thing that caused the, the problem we generalize the problem because it's easier. It takes discipline. It takes focus. It takes a singular mentality to go after the problem. Because one of the things that one of the guys that follow me always says, iron sharp iron. And absolutely, it's true. And when we're talking about these situations where we're talking about battling these police officers and these DAs and these judges, we often have the mindset of that's pressure. Why? That's anxiety. Why? Because that's a mindset. That's something because we're stepping into something new each and every time we do it. It's something that requires a singular focus. You hear me say, don't worry about losing battles because you're going to lose battles. Why? Because the battle itself, the war itself isn't set for you to win all battles. But it's what you do when you lose that battle. What do you do when you get knocked down? What do you do when you lose the belt? Do you just say it's okay? Oh, well, well it was good while it lasted. Or are you going to fight back and earn the right to be left alone? Are you going to show them that I'm not that dude, I'm not that lady, I'm not that punk that's going to just roll over just because? I'm not going to believe you because I know what's right. Because even like I had one police officer tell me, well, I can't believe, because I was actually in Pittsburgh. Now, for those that aren't familiar with Southwest Atlanta or SWATs, Pittsburgh is where Young Jeezy did the first first couple of videos at. And Pittsburgh is a rough area. And he goes, "I hate to, I hate to have you out here like that, but I can't believe you're so calm. I said, one, I'm from here. I'm good here. I said, why would I get upset with somebody that's just going to put my kids to college? Why would I get upset with someone that's handing me money? Because I'm coming. Because it was, one, two, Supreme's coming for you. Because at the end of the day, my focus is singular. It wasn't always that way. My anger is directed. It wasn't always that way. Because I could not count the amount of times Israel would tell me, no brother, calm down, stay focused, line upon line, precept upon precept. But think about the whole totality of the anxiety that one's feel, the butterflies. Think about what that is and where it comes from, why it comes. And then I'm going to give you another old saying. Because we hear it too often. And the reason we hear it too often is because it's true. Pressure busts pipes. And I'm going to say that. Pressure busts pipes and makes heroes. And as I brought up Kobe. Kobe was a hero a lot of times. I think it was 36 to be exact. Mike had 32. Carmelo Anthony has 38. LeBron has 30. Because they're expected to do king shit. And did they cry over... Because Mike even talked about in a commercial back in the day, and I believe it was 96, how he had missed a game-winning shot 26 times. So he was actually... He was above 50%. But he kept shooting. Because he had a singular focus. Because he was earning... The title of the greatest ever. He was earning. The king title. He wasn't waiting for somebody to give it to him. He was earning it. He was making it so you could not deny it. And that's what kings do. That's what queens do. They put you to a point where you can't deny. You don't have to say it. I don't have to call myself to be a king. To be a king. Because I do king shit. I'm gonna say that one more time. You don't have to, you know, I'm a I'm a one of the things I hated about working for ADP, which was the um autom- automatic data processing, basically the people that cut your checks. I hated work for that company because while working in garnishments, we had someone go outside the norm and they hired someone that was not accustomed to being in that type of environment. They hired somebody from outside, not somebody from within, which which was the norm at ADP. Everybody started, you know, in one, one area, they ended as an executive. Well, as I was there in my short 6 months span, I went from a starting position to a managerial position where I managed 60 people. Well, in this case, 60 women. But what happened was when you brought in this outsider, and you become more focused on feelings than function, you start giving everybody titles, titles they didn't earn. And these titles become a source of corruption because the problem is when you have someone in a position they don't deserve to be in or even know what that position is or even understands how that or what's that in position entails you create a source of chaos you create distinction between everyone that's there because there is no longer a single focus there is no longer a means of moving forward there is no longer a means of cohesiveness because everyone has a different agenda that is one of the things that happened at ADP because they went title crazy I even had a young lady um, tell me one day, because again, I was a manager. I had another young lady that was above me. She was my direct manager. I had a direct job and a direct expectation from my manager. Somewhere in the midst of all this fuckery, this young woman took it upon herself that she had this new title. So she was going to attempt to instruct me on how to do my job. And my he to her was, which was very loudly, was, Bitch, we make the same amount of money. You are not my boss. And my protocols have not changed just because you got a new title. And I sat down and I continued to do things or business as usual. Because just introducing something to someone does not make it so just telling somebody something to cuddle them and keep them quiet does not make them better. Because if I call you a king are you prepared to do what kings do? If I call you a queen are you prepared to do what queens do? Now I know a lot of this seems to be kind of off-topic today or of the norm. But I want you to understand, in the last third of this, I'm going to give you the tie-in. I'm going to give you what's needed. I'm going to show you what it is that that I'm speaking about because all of this still has to do with court. It all has to do with a mindset. It all has to do with even the options of entitlement. Because some people think they're king or queen just because. Just by default. And I'm going to give you an example. Because when you're looking at someone like, I'm going to use Thor and Loki. Thor actually was the one that was in line to be king. Thor was the warrior and was the one out doing king shit. Loki wanted the title. The problem was... Loki didn't better anybody. Loki wasn't for... doing something... or making sacrifices... for the betterment of the kingdom. Everything that Thor did... was for the protection of others... and the betterment of the kingdom. Because his whole mentality was... Asgard, Asgard, Asgard. Because he went out to do king shit. He had earned the title of king. But he didn't want it. Because he did not need it. Because even when his father passed, no one questioned Thor as king. Although Thor never became king. He never accepted the title of king. He was recognized as a king. Because he did king shit. And Loki. Several times. Did fuckery. To become king. People looked at him as king. But when they looked at him. They didn't see a king. I'm going to say that one more time. Loki. Did everything he could to become king. But nothing he did made him king until he became someone else. And they looked at him as a king until they saw Loki. Because Loki himself was never recognized as a king. Because Loki himself never did any king shit. Even trying to take a title, he could not be recognized as one because he hadn't earned it. And when we're talking about, again, this anxiety, these mindsets, it brings to mind pressure bust pipes and makes heroes. Pressure also makes diamonds. Everybody doesn't wear real diamonds. Got a lot of cubic zirconiums running around out here. That's why you have rare diamonds. You don't have rare cubic zirconium. Everybody can get their hands on cubic zirconium. Everybody can't touch real diamonds. I want you ladies to think about that. Are you dealing with a dude that's getting your cubic zirconium? Or are you dealing with a dude that's actually out here putting real diamonds on you? Is he creating an environment where you're better because he's there? Your situation's better because he's there. And even if it's temporary, was there a change while he was there for the betterment? And that's the question that most of us cannot answer because we don't want to. Because we've given someone a title That can't live up to it. We look at others. Or our externals. For something. That can't be given to us. By the person we're exalting. We have. I I call it expectation management. Because when you're dealing with certain. Idiots. Let's call it that. If it's them. Or is it you. That's better. Because I look at a lot of interior situations. And the one thing I had to do as I've gotten older is manage expectations. Because I understand looking at something doesn't make it so. Because even when Loki became Odin, he looked like a king. But when it was time to fight, Loki disappeared 90% of the time because he wasn't prepared to do what Odin did to become king. He wasn't prepared to do what Thor did to become king because being king and sitting on the throne is one thing. But when you're getting off that throne to keep it, when you're getting up off that canvas to show them, even Ali told you, I'm going to show you how great I am. I'm going to show you. Because I even tell people, I said, most people don't even think about the last three losses of Muhammad Ali's career because everybody knew he was fighting for money. The reason he continued fighting was so he continued getting a check. Most people don't even realize the greatness of Mike Tyson because even after his last few fights, he was a sideshow because he had already did the king shit. Their expectations changed of him. When you look at these athletes, when you look at these other people, and you're looking and you're staying, you know what? Even Michael Jordan, most people don't even talk about anything after that shot he hit in game six against the Jazz to win the series and his sixth title. They forget that he played another two seasons with the Wizards, the team that he owned, you know, some king shit. I can't expect better unless I'm willing to get down and sacrifice. He sacrificed his time. He sacrificed his energy. He even sacrificed a few dollars, not only so he could be better, but to make those around him better. Mike Tyson now spends time going around the country making others better. King shit. Muhammad Ali still influences greatness because he set the bar for challenging others. He gave you something to look forward to. These people cannot be replaced just because even when we're looking and in our mind's eye, the betterment is to give the next guy that looks like it, walks like it, talks like it, the moniker of greatness, the moniker of king. What has he done? Has he surpassed those kings before him? Has he slain the dragon? Has he walked into the belly of the beast and come out unscathed? Is he still pushing forward? Is he making anyone other than himself better? And I'm using him. Him, he, he, he. If you need to, switch it around. She. Her. Because the main focus is am I? Am I deserving of a title? This isn't just for those that are civilians. It's not just for those that are in power. It's especially for those that are in power. I'm asking for respect. Am I doing something to earn the respect? Because even even when I had the conversation about the five officers in um, Phoenix, Arizona, and they, the conversation that came back, the conversation came back that, um, I was bullying the commissioner because I pointed out the fact that Arizona did a investigation on the shootings in Arizona by police officers. I pointed out the fact that Arizona said Arizona cops kill, not just shoot, kill a citizen every five days on average. And literally... I pointed out the fact that the commission, uh, police commissioner in Phoenix talked about how it's the citizens' fault that the police are killing them. I spoke about how the also Phoenix police had killed a 14-year-old boy on a playground. I spoke about The simpleness of them wanting people to be comfortable with them and their actions. Them wanting respect. And the great part about that is I asked a question. What is it you are doing? To make people comfortable around you. What is it that you are doing that is respectful? Because I would expect people to be uncomfortable with me. If they knew I was killing someone every five days. I would expect people to be disrespectful towards me. If at no point I showed others respect. These are the things that I got my Twitter thing um, banned. The feed was actually banned and deleted because I was bullying the police by asking those questions, by stating absolute facts. Because, again, they're not my words. The only words that I gave you was, what are you doing that's respectful And what are you doing to make people comfortable? Because if you're not actively doing something for those things to happen, why should we give it to you when you haven't earned it? And that is where we're at right now. You're wanting something and not earning it. You're in a means of... (laughs) You know what, I'm actually getting ready to go to this last break. Because when I'm looking at this and I'm listening to it, it actually sounds like bullshit to me too. Because I can't tell them I went to work and not actually go to work and expect pay. I can't tell you that I've done 50 push-ups and then you look at me and be like, this motherfucker, unless he's talking about eating 50 of them, he ain't know when the hell he did that. Did he do one push-up a day for 50 days? Because you're going to want clarity. Why? Because none of my actions reflect my statements. Because I'm not doing anything to earn that. And that's where we're at. And whether it's in law enforcement, whether it's a public servant behind a damn desk that's in a courthouse. Whether it's a prosecutor that gets to cherry pick a case because what they're doing is dealing with revenue and not law. Or if it's something as simple as a clerk in a convenience store. Why should we give you something? That's not earned. Why should we okay. The behavior. If it's not something. That's conducive to the benefit of all. They're supposed to affect. Or why if it's not conducive to all that it does affect. So I'm gonna leave on that for just a second. For our last commercial break. Ponder that a moment will you and I'll be right back. Alright people, Uh, welcome back. And I know today seemed to be a lot off topic. But the reason I felt this episode and even the means of how I'm delivering it today, why I felt it was necessary, was because a lot of people ask me when was the actual last time I had a real issue and most of the time it's the actual issue that I've personally had has been beyond I believe right now will make five years where I've had an actual issue that I had to personally deal with as far as involving myself and One of the people that actually asked me about it was like, well, why is it that you don't have these type issues anymore? Well, one, I'm in a different state of mind. I'm also in a different state. And just so happened, the areas that I'm in, I don't encounter police like I did in Georgia. So even when I'm in Georgia, it's like things are a little different. At least when it comes to me. And even when I do have an encounter, most of the time I can say a few things. Without getting too deep or too technical or saying anything, you know, that sounds what I, I would call inter- internet esque. Because one of the things that I've learned is a lot of times when you do your searching out, there's going to be a lot of misinformation. And it's by design. Because if you don't understand the verbiage that you're um, entangling with, or if you don't understand the fight itself, how can you be competitive at it? How can you prepare for it like champions do? Because that's what I teach. I, te- I teach you how to get information to be Competitive. I teach you how to counterpunch. I teach you how to be effective when you have your opponent standing in front of you. I even show you what to do when your opponent is not standing in front of you. And that's the thing that I, I feel is lacking in a lot of what we're getting. So when we talk about the facts that I give you one thing or another, it's because... I feel that's what a king would do. Now, when I understand the aspects of it, I understand the aspects of fighting. Because just like I, you know, it's not a secret. Because even today it's going down. And I appreciate Dana White for it. But you talk about the fact that every encounter... It's for the fight. It's depending on, you know, because I was actually taught whenever I was getting into sales and being pretty much self sufficient, was that every encounter, there's going to be a sale made. Either you're going to sell the client, or the client's going to sell you, but somebody's getting sold. And the only objective that you couldn't overcome was money. Unless you were going to actually be the source of the money. But anytime you're the source of the money. You're never going to get the return that you expect. And that's one thing that I've always given out. Because. I give everybody. Kind of bits and pieces. And I know I do it on purpose. It's not even an accident. No, it is purposely done. Everything I do is strategic. For the most part, because um, the videos, I put them up as they come to me. Because even like I was telling a friend of mine, I was going through because I had some issues with my email about two, three weeks. And what I did was I had to go back and delete a lot of emails just so I can have room. But while I was going back through there, the things that amazed me was a lot of my old cases and a lot of old motions that I had filed. So a lot of old case law. That I had originally used I got a chance to see I had an opportunity to go back And kind of re-look at those things So those are new things that I can teach But it's because it's time for those things to be taught Not necessarily for you But it's time for me Because a lot of times what we're doing We're trying to force something And in the forcing of it which when you're given something, is unappreciated. Which is why I tell everybody, if you want something for free, that's what the YouTube videos are for. Because I constantly tell you, you're either gonna spend time or money. Because my father told me, ignorance is the most expensive thing you'll carry with you in your entire life. Because time, that means you're actually searching. You're sitting down. You're putting in the work. You're earning that. So that way you understand not only the ins but the outs. You understand the back doors. You understand the front doors. And then you start understanding behavior. Because again, it goes deeper. And and like I tell you, everything, every battle that you have is for your mind. It's for your free will. It's for your logical thinking. It's for your thinking as a whole. Because... The brain controls your body's reactions. The brain controls your body's response. Experience and effort determines those reactions or responses. And then those responses become habit. And when you're doing the things that I do, when you start regurgitating the law at the means at which I do it, it's because it's become Second nature It's become My instinct It's become That thing My go to Because even like Mike Tyson said Everybody has a plan Until they get punched in the mouth Because once that happens You get to see Who they really are One of the greatest examples Of that is Ricky Hatton After he lost To Floyd Mayweather He had Floyd Mayweather Jr's Father um, Train him And in two fights He looked absolutely Spectacular He fought Manny Pacquiao. Manny hit him with a left hand from hell. All of a sudden, you didn't see the elusive Ricky Hatton. You didn't see the the head movement from Ricky Hatton. You saw the Ricky Hatton that you had seen 28 times prior to fighting Floyd Mayweather. Dropped his head, came straight forward, took the punches. Manny pulled him out. Why? Because once he got hit in the mouth, his instincts kicked in and he showed you who he was. Manny showed him he was king. Ricky Hatton was shown that he was not, he was given a title, that he hadn't earned the title of absolute king. He was a king in the UK, but he was not a king of the world. When you look at Errol Spence, Errol Spence, Went and took on Kell Brook. Who was a king in the UK. But he could not conquer the world. Because. While the fight is still there. While there's still other things to happen. You have to be prepared. To fight. No matter what the circumstances are. You have to be willing to. As Deontay said. Go out on your shield. Because. 95% of people. Don't. Because the fight is too much. But if you decide to. You can't get a little bit pregnant with this. You have to go all in. You have to be willing to sacrifice everything. To get what it is you want. Because if you will not stand for this. Everything they do will kill you. Whether it's metaphorically. Or actual. You're going to walk into something that creates a life that you don't want is going to allow them to believe the things that are being done are okay with you because you're not telling them it's wrong you're not standing up against what is wrong you're telling them yeah you keep that title you keep that respect I'm going to give it to you because I don't want to make you earn it because even with me I look at at these, these sporting events, and I sit down, and the one thing I always tell people is when you see that dominant athlete, and you see them get manhandled, or you see them actually take a loss after a long time of not taking one, I tell everybody, the boogeyman is gone. You watched, you've watched people go into court and sue these police officers in their personal capacity and win. You've watched people across the country stand up and say, you know what? I'm not going to keep doing this dumb shit. I'm not going to keep accepting this. But still, you question the validity of it. You wonder if you can do it. You wonder if it's true. What you have to then understand is the fact that, yes, it's true. But you have to be willing to walk through the fire to get it. You have to be willing to sacrifice. That's why I tell people. And I constantly tell people. And I actually, I literally had to tell somebody this shit yesterday. If you are afraid. Don't waste my time. Don't waste yours. Because I don't deal in fear. Because here's here's the one thing that I know about champions. Here's the one thing I know about kings and queens. Here's the one thing I know about bosses. Courage is not... The absence of fear A boss A king A queen Has a goal And a plan to get there And their sacrifices Are not For none Because the goal The mission Is what matters How you get there That's irrelevant it can be from point A to point B, but you might have to have point A2, point A9, but you get to point B, period. Because one of my, actually one of my favorite lines of the movie was like, "My," <laughs> said, well, what's your plan B? He said, my plan B is enforcing plan A. Because the one thing that we learned, even going through the RICO trial, Was the fact that you can't change the plan. Because the second the plan changes. Everything else changes. The strategy changes. The responses changes. The things you look at. The things you do. The things you will accept. Your sacrifices change. And that only does not just affect the king. The queen. The boss. The champion. It affects everyone. Because one of the things that I love, again, about boxing, is I uh, I loved Pretty Boy Floyd. I also loved Money Mayweather. Same dude, different personas. But I want you to understand, Pretty Boy Floyd, was a guy, who went out. I watched him in the ninety six Olympics. This guy hands was incredibly fast. He let him go. He was aggressive. He was focused. He beat Arturo Gotti in highlight fashion he then understood the importance of his kingdom he understood the importance of his legacy he understood the importance of winning because everything that he did didn't just affect him it affected everyone that it was in his kingdom it affected his wife it affected his life It affected his children, it affected his parents, it affected everyone that was near him because like him or not, Floyd did king shit and is still doing king shit. He's still feeding the hungry. He's still providing housing for the homeless. He's still doing things that he doesn't want credit for, but that he deserves credit for because he's making those around him better. You may not like the way he gives it. You may not like his opinion on shit. But guess what? He's still doing king shit. But the one thing I loved about Floyd was he understood the sweet science. It was to hit and not get hit. He might only throw 16 punches, but he was going to hit you 12 times. He's not throwing a whole bunch of punches. He might throw three per minute, but he's going to hit you with two of those three. That's just what he did. And he was going to make sure you did not hit him a lot. He literally had three rounds in which he fought Shane Mosley. And Shane Mosley rocked him. Where Shane Mosley only landed one punch. Three rounds out of 12. Shane Mosley rocked him. But the reason I bring that up. Was because that's when we saw another level of Floyd Mayweather. Because what happens is. It's not what happens to you. It's how you adjust the plan to complete the mission. Floyd didn't worry about losing round three. He worried about winning eight of the 12. I'm going to say that one more time. He did not worry about losing round three. He didn't worry about the battle. He didn't have to win all 12 battles. He had to win the war. And that's one thing I try to bring across to you. Because a lot of times when you're losing a battle, it's not because you did anything wrong. But it's because they did something right. Because Shane Mosley didn't do anything right other than the fact that he threw a punch that he should have thrown. Floyd didn't do anything wrong because he even had his guard up when Shane hit him. But it was the the adjustments that was made afterwards. Shane had one plan. Floyd was able to adjust from his original plan to continue the mission, to get back on track in round four, to refocus into doing what he needed to do to get to what he wanted. That is the singular focus we all need. That is the singular focus I am talking about building. That is the earning of kingship. That is the earning of queenship. That is the earning of the respect that you desire, you want, and deserve. But it starts with you doing things that make it respectful. That starts with you doing things that make you a king it starts with doing shit that makes you a queen it's not giving anything cuz Shane Mosley didn't give Floyd Mayweather shit he gave him the fight he wanted he gave him something that forced him to be something better that is what we wanted to see when you look at these outsiders and you start handing out titles There is Going to be let down Because somebody's Somebody's Mental is not equipped For the expectations That are laid at their feet It's the reason Kings are kings And queens are queens And I'm a, you know, I had a friend of mine Down in Miami Florida and he actually listens to the podcast, so um, you my boy still fuck you. How about that?" But we were we were having a conversation one day because at one point, I worked he worked for me. That's how we met. I was an employer. But then, years later, he left, came back, I was in a position where I wasn't happy where I was at, and he was like, "Hey, come work for me for a little while, blah 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 blah, let's kick. Okay, cool. So in the midst of working for him, he comes up and he has a $5 million commission. And I'm like, damn, dude, that's what's up. So I I asked him, I said, what are you going to do? He said, oh, I'm getting a private jet. And I said, why in the fuck would you buy a jet? I'm like, what well, what's the point? You don't leave Miami. He turns around, looks me in the face and smiles, takes his glasses off and goes, that's why some people are bosses. And some people are employees. And I couldn't do anything but smile. It was the it was the it was the damnedest thing I because he was doing boss shit. So he was able to do something, not necessarily for himself, but for those that was around him. Because we look on the surface and like, Yeah, that damn, this bastard got a jet. But what we're not looking at is his plan for that jet. His plan was to allow vacation time for him and his wife. His plan was to allow um, more frequent visits from his family that's unable to actually get on and off flights. Because now they have to work on his time. Why? Because he still has a business to run. He still has other employees that need his benefits. He has a kingdom that he has to oversee. He's doing bullshit. He's earning that title. Because even even with my boy Mo. I love Mo to death. Mo is my brother from another mother. And the one thing about him was the fact that he and I, we had like a million conversations. But it was like early on in our friendship where... We were sitting down, and we were having a conversation about business, just business shit. And I would throw something out, and he would expound on it. I Throw something else out, he expound on it. And then I threw something out, and I was like, nigga, this is the most profound shit ever. And he, he inceptioned me. And for those that haven't seen the movie, I'm going to give you a little play-by-play. Leonardo DiCaprio was in this movie Called Inception Inception is a phenomenal movie Because it goes into the depths of the mind And the Mind concept Of those that are Regular and those that Are extraordinary And I'm going to speak Matter of factly My dude Mo Is exceptional My dude Mo Is extraordinary because me i'm ordinary i'm i i'm a step above i'm not average i'm a little i'm a little extra, but this dude is extraordinary because every idea I had but you know what let me get let me finish this, this inception well there's a part of the movie where they're talking about doing a kind of kidnap scenario in where there was a young man that they were going to dive into his subconscious and kind of implant a suggestion for him to make but they needed something to do it and leonardo DiCaprio and his guys goes okay we're going to have to um bribe the crew we're going to have to get up top and we're going to have to do this and we're going to have to do that and they look at the chinese billionaire and he looks at him he goes they're like what he goes i bought the airline because I thought it was necessary. Mo is that dude. That buys the airline. Because he thinks it's necessary. I'm the jackass that's trying to bribe a crew. So I can get. Again. Both of us are looking at the exact same mission. Both of us have. Two. Two separate means of getting there. Both of us have two separate levels of getting there. Because both of us have two separate ideas of what there is. This is what separates kings and kingdoms. This is what separates being a king and being a queen. Because Not only is there a plan There's a discipline that follows it But the mindset itself Carries on Through not only One aspect But through every aspect That's the separation That's the difference Mo has earned The right to be king I have earned The right to be king I look at some of these other people that are out here. Because at the end of the day, I don't give a shit if you respect me or not. I don't. Because when we're talking about it, there's a means where you cannot respect the things that I do. There's a means or a conversation that can be had that does anything other than separate me from everyone else that believe they're doing this. Because I told a friend of mine, because they were like, oh, well, watch this, watch that. watch," And I told him, I said, hey, don't post other people's shit on my, my page. You know, I appreciate it. And he goes, well, oh, no, I wasn't doing that disrespect. I said, I didn't think you were. Because, again, it's about building. But the simple fact is, Yeah, they might have more subscribers, might have more views. They're still not giving it to you the way I'm giving it to you. They're still not breaking it down the way I'm breaking it down. They still haven't had their life on the line the way my life has been on the line. They haven't looked at the belly of the beast the way I have. Because I've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, brought it back, got me a pair of pants. Do I knock anyone else? Hell no. But at the end of the day. There can be no questions. There can be no left on the outside looking in or being something other than what I am. Because at the end of everything. And I'm going to give you a scarf. All I got are my balls and my words. And I'm not breaking it from either anyone. Because what I'm doing is I'm doing me. What I'm giving you is something that I went out and got. I've earned it. And just like I told told the district attorney, because they do the same thing that these trolls do. They want to bring up my past. Oh, he's a he's a bad person. He's a criminal. Yeah, I am. They're not lying. I, I am. Career criminal. Appreciate it. Now, the fact that I'm going to ask this question that no one can answer is, has that change anything that I posted on my page? Because just like I say a hundred times, it doesn't matter if I just go out and slaughter a block of motherfuckers. It doesn't change anything that I posted. Not one iota. Because... It's not me that's giving it to you. Those aren't my words that I'm speaking on. They're not my idea. They're not my concepts. They're not what they need them to be. Which is why you don't see anyone saying what I'm saying is wrong. And being able to actually put up what they consider is right. Because one A lot don't care who tell it But you can't argue with the truth You can't argue what's written And when I say you can go to any Library From UTEP To Utah Look in Their law section and look up the things I'm giving you. Because just like I told this jackass that, that came to me the other day. Oh, well, that's sovereign citizen crap. Okay, what where's the sovereign citizen crap at? Because I got that from Harvard Law. Yeah, that's actually a page from Harvard Law Review. So are you saying that Harvard Law Review is teaching sovereign citizen crap? Because are you saying that the Supreme Court ruled on sovereign citizen crap? And then he went to change the narrative No no let's stay focused Because your words were this Because like I always tell everybody You can't argue against yourself What I'm giving you What I'm doing Is whether you want to give it to me or not Is earning When you get that summons You have to earn the right to not be there I'm going to say that one. When you get a summons You have to earn the right not to show up in court. You have to earn the right for the police to leave you alone and not give you a citation. You have to earn that right to be able to even speak to the judge. You have to earn that. And the problem is, most of us want something we haven't earned. We think not showing up is going to get us the result we're looking for. When the problem is, it creates a bigger issue. It exacerbates the entire issue in its entirety Because If we're not going to face the pressure We can't be a king or queen If we're not going to force the respect We can't expect them to give it to us Just like we don't give it to them They're not going to give it to us You have to <laughs> stand up Bite down And be ready to die for that shit. And like I tell everybody, I'm from the Tupac school of killing. Because I want to kill you breathing. I want to take everything you believe you love. I want to give you the singular focus that you're looking for. Just because I don't give it to you right now doesn't mean it's not coming. And the motherfucker that listens to this podcast. They know who I'm talking to. I don't have to say it. Because every day. Every night. I'm calculating. Remember. Law Abiding Citizen was one of my favorite movies. He put together a plan that expound Years. I'm putting together a plan that's expounding years. I don't need to execute my plan right now. But know that there is a plan. Know that I'm going to show you that I'm king. Know that I'm going to be everything you think I am. I want you to know that I'm going to earn everything that you want to give me. Now, I'm going to wrap that up for the day. I'm going to be dropping another podcast shortly. And I do appreciate you guys. I love you. Thank you for the support. Monthly of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99. And it's going to be on the first of every month. And you can actually do it with your credit card or Apple Pay. Or I believe even PayPal So don't forget to support the podcast Don't forget to keep donating to the channel To continue the growth of the channel And today Today I'm a little laid back But it's going to come I'm going to give you something And I'm going to give you some Supreme Court cases I'm going to give you some talks I'm going to give you some of what you pay me for I appreciate you guys. I love you all. Thank you. And until next time. I'm gonna show you how great I am.